0: You know, Frank, we've we've said before, life is full of little surprises. Little surprises. You know? And and you roll up in a place that's uh, midway to your destination. You know, we're moving from Denver to Iowa. Hey, Frank, let's just pull over in Omaha. You Omaha. Know? I've Omaha. never been to Omaha. Omaha. And, and let's just uh, let's just feel the place out. You know, so we so we uh, we find a nice. Uh, Really nice hotel, actually. I guess. I mean, Magnolia the pilots were staying there. Magnolia. Um, the JetBlue pilots were staying there. JetBlue. <laughs> <laughs> they told us they are American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, no, no. no JetBlue. No, that, no, no, Jet that was we're a joke. That was a joke. That was. They don't joke. want you. They don't want it to be seen drinking. So when you say the inside joke is, "Hey, who you fly for?" JetBlue. Jet <laughs> Nobody flies for JetBlue everybody, right. kind of. time. So anyway, but life's full of surprises, man. We found a little, a little dig. Tell them about it, Frank.
1: So. Uh, we found a speakeasy in Omaha, and we go in the Magnolia. We sit down. We got all these pilots, and they're like, hey, ma'am, you got to go around the corner and find the speakeasy. It's in a liquor store, and we're like, okay, and they're like, you got to give them the code word, so we go up and down the streets. It took us about twice to go around the block to find it. It's about
0: 12-foot square. No, it's bigger than that. No, no, no. When you walk in the it's, first- It's a-, it's a- Great big walk-in closet. Yeah, I mean, but... it is bigger. It's a big walk-in closet. You think closet. it's
1: 18 foot square?
0: Yeah, okay, 18, 18. Yeah, 18 I'll by 18. Yeah. With 18. a cash register. I mean, it's a liquor store. Yeah,
1: it's a liquor store. If About you eight, say
0: the words, you're going to sell you liquor. Right.
1: 18 by 18, little closet liquor store, and we walk up to this little girl in there, and we tell her the Wicked Rabbit.
0: Want to order a Wicked Rabbit. Yeah, we
1: want a Wicked Rabbit. And she goes, okay, hold on. She picks up the phone. She's like, "Uh uh-huh, mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, I got room for you. I got room for you. And then she goes over. She takes her left. She goes over to the wall right in front of us of the liquor. Right by the the rye. Right by the rye, actually. And she pushes it. And it opens up to a
0: classic little fancy bar back there. Like velvet and... and and blue lights and yes. shit. I mean, like, Purple. I mean,
1: like, like really nice, man. Yes, it was fancy. And cocktails on fire. Yeah. Flaming cocktails. Flaming cocktails. Known for their cocktails. So we found the speakeasy inside...
0: The looking glass. The looking glass. So this has got a... What's Alice what's in Wonderland Alice in Wonderland, Wonderland type theme to it. And, um, yeah. It was just pretty friggin' awesome. Hey, so, guys, get out there and just... See places that you never thought you would spend any time in. And you just never know what you'll find, man. We found great stakes. Well, you're going to, in, in Nebraska or uh, well, Iowa. We'll talk stakes in a
1: minute. Okay. But, but you're going to no. find great stakes. But welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Snipers. Oh, my voice is gone because we've been driving. Yes, that's Ron Taylor. Dude, we drove 10 hours today. Yeah. And we made it through. We stopped in um, Des Moines and saw Ted and we signed up a bunch of the weaponized math posters for ted both mark and frank signed them um those weaponized math posters that we did awesome ted did a great job on them and um we were able to stop uh because the first time the dude had covid we were supposed to see ted on the way out and instead of stopping in omaha we were supposed to be at ted's house but Ted got COVID. Ted don't got a speakeasy either. No, he don't have a speakeasy either. But, but he's he, got a
0: half of a, a roulette table. He no, does. No, not a roulette. He's got half of a craps table. Craps table. Which would have been pretty entertaining. Yes. And
1: so um, we ended up stopping at Omaha and then popped into Iowa to see John at SureShot Range over there. And uh, real quick, because we heard from Ted today. Um condolences to John because apparently after we left, his brother passed away. On Sunday or on something. On Sunday, Sunday, and we didn't know anything about it, and we were there. He never mentioned it, and I don't know if he would or should or what, but um, condolences to John at Sure Shot Range, loss of his brother and, and all that, but uh, we like Iowa. We love Iowa, man, actually.
0: I love John's range. It's yeah. beautiful. It's clean. It's It's extremely clean. It's Uh, tricky, too, but in a good way. It's got a great target package.
1: I mean, every rack goes from... six targets on it. Yeah, it goes from big to small. And it's amazing for that, and it really works out for everybody.
0: Intermediate yard lines. Mm Mm-hmm. Goes to 1,078, which is far enough.
1: Yeah, 1,078.
0: Not everybody gets that. Yeah, and and from over there at the, I'll call it uh, FFP Rampart, it's pretty tricky win. I mean, we, we were like everything. We were left, right, and, and straight down the pipe. The, the we were shooting six mils straight down the pipe and hitting the target. Yeah. After, and then the three hundred eights
1: will hold a mil.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. No, mil five. Yeah, we had a mil five. Mil
1: before. five? You yeah. guys held the yeah, cuz yeah. I was doing the short-range yeah. stuff. But, um, no, we just come off of – we're done with August. Our tours are over for right now until we go east coast to Pennsylvania. Uh, we're going to be going Pennsylvania, Ohio in September. October, uh, but we're pretty much done until then. I'm going to Alaska. I'm doing another float trip. Uh, But other than that, uh, and then I got Guardian this week. Dude, I come home. It's Monday. I come home. Thursday, Friday, I got Guardian. Then, like, the week after that, I'm going to Texas, and then the week after that, I'm going to Alaska. It's, like, fucking crazy. I, I overbooked myself, which is nuts, but I did what I did.
0: Yeah, I got nothing going on. No, sure, you're good? I'm going to go home and sew bags. There you go. I'm behind Your bags bag are working,
1: orders. dude. And, and I even said to somebody, I said, you know, they had a tab gear and all that stuff, and it was nothing wrong with it and, and, and everything. And I said, you know, do you see a difference? And he said, yes, he did. He said, yours is stiffer. Yours was more solid in that regard. And and he liked yours better. However, I, you know, it, 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 one bag doesn't always work, but When you do the game of balance the bipod, it does. You can you can adjust it. Now, one thing we did have to do because John's range slopes down is we put wood
0: underneath people's I ordered up some two by fours from John. I had him I called ahead, had him cut us some eighteen inch two by fours so that we could when your guys uh, with the shorter bipods ran out of elevation. They could prop up on a two by four and you know, it would take them all the way out. You know? Yeah. Put a two by four. You don't just put it on two by four. You put it under your mat, which just so you can still use your straps. Right, right. And, and the thing is, here's the, here's the thing what
1: happens when people have to go out in distance and sometimes up a slight rise is they just drop the bag down. A, a lot of people don't manipulate the bag as much as just rest on the rear bag. You know what I mean? They don't- Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you know, so it, it's kind of one of those deals where you don't want a person taking a bag from standing tall, and then yeah, you can flip them sideways. In, well, you
0: can't really, because then-
1: Because you can't manipulate exactly, it right. It's, too, it's too wide. But then laying it flat. So what you'll see, if somebody stands the bag, probably you did it. You're, yeah, you. You're, you did it. You stand the bag up, and then you shoot out. Then you turn the bag sideways, and you shoot out a little more. Then you lay the bag flat to get even a little higher, rather than constantly playing the adjustment and bipod that you should be doing. Rifles no longer in your shoulder. Right. It's not. And, and we saw that. And, you know, in class in Iowa, we had a great variety of... body types yeah that helped us adjust this and when you're dealing with body types, see we're not a one-size-fits-all we're adjust to your body type and that's important however we're still able to show people how they can use that bag and make it work based on their body type because they have to manipulate the bipod Mm. It's Robert, a dance, Robert.
0: Robert, love you, Robert. He's our biggest shooter. Yeah, he he's is. He's probably our biggest shooter that we've had. You know, and he's, he's a good he's shooter, a big old boy. But, but he slayed it. But Robert is so big that it always looks like he's laying on his rifle because his rifles never going to get up to him. You know. He needs to get up now because he. And, until yeah. he loses, and he's talking about
1: losing some weight and stuff. But guys like that, we talked about this in the past certain people who can't go prone well they need stuff up on their chest to get their chest up maybe it's better to create those square benches you don't want a bench rest cutout bench you want a square or what we would call a rectangle bench and then put a stop in there for your bipod we put adjustable stops in but we want you to square up almost like you're on the hood of a car and use a bench that way. And what we find is certain people who have trouble in prone, might have neck or back troubles, things like that. It's easier to get them on a bench if you can, and then simulate prone with the bench. And we see no loss in accuracy or precision in their shot group. No,
0: absolutely not. Right. Matter of fact, they're more comfortable, so they're going to be more precise.
1: Problems. And they're better. Yeah. And they're better. Because
0: they're not thinking about their uncomfortability anymore.
1: Right. You know? So we see a lot a of discomfort,
0: that. Discomfort, rather. Than their discomfort. And, and so it, 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 it ends up working out
1: really well for us that we can put people together that way and get them comfortable, get them behind the rifle, get them hitting well under time constraints and things like that. I mean, I, I really have to say we had
0: an outstanding class we this We had week. top-notch shooters. A couple of them were revisits. Uh, Dan and Chris mm-hmm. came back and Stash. seen us. Stash. Yeah. Stash came back and seen us. And, and Chris. Uh, um, and then we had some just plain outstanding shooters. Man. Andre. Andre. Andre's a comp yeah.
1: shooter from out west. Um, great guy. We were able to solve a couple problems for him. See, here's the thing, man. There, there's, there's an attitude out there that you guys are shooting comps, and that you got it. And clearly, if you're like 30th place to 100th place, you don't have it as well as you think you have. And there's a lot of people that stall out in that 45th, 35th place. Never make it to the top 15, And, and things like that. And that's part of, you know, kind of what, if you think about what Chris and I way talk about, you know, with the USA, he's catering to comp shooters and he's saying, Hey, I want to move you up the ranks, but we're starting to see more and more comp shooters coming to us to diagnose problems. Yeah. And when they see a repeatable problem that they're not a hundred percent sure how they can adjust, they'll come to us. And I was, I mean, and that was the thing, because, like, Andre, after the fundamental eval, he had great fundamentals. He had excellent equipment. Perfect load. Great data. And... Well, not all
0: of his equipment was excellent.
1: No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But anyway, he, he, he... He's, and yet he goes to a company, and so I said, I'm like, dude, you shoot so well. What are you looking to get out of this class? And he goes, well, you know, I listen to you guys on the podcast. I I kind of, you know, I found myself shooting over targets at the last couple matches, and I'm wondering if it's a hinge thing, if it's a fundamental thing, but I'm shooting high or off these plates when I know my data was solid and his data was solid and it's like, why are you shooting hot? And for like the first day and a half, his data was rock solid and I'm seeing nothing. Well, then all of a sudden we revisited like an 800 yard line and it appeared to me in the trace he went a mill over the plate like whoa what just happened and he's like that's my problem and we went and I said come back to zero go back to your 800 yard dope and shoot again and I'm looking I got my spotter I'm directly behind them everything's good conditions are well We had uh, weather in the area, rain, a lot of moisture in the air, high humidity in Iowa. Yeah,
0: great trace.
1: Great trace. So I'm like, all right, I got you, I'm behind you, let's see. I read uh, maybe a half a mil it went over, maybe a 0.8, but it went over the plate. Whoa, 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 why is this over the plate? Now we have a thing to diagnose. So we look at it. We're playing with it. We we kind of bring him back to, to, you know, standard. And then he's back hitting the plate. And it's like, wow, that was weird. And that was the end of the day on Saturday. So now Sunday comes and we're doing positional and things like that. And we're doing sort of like comp stuff. And he goes back over a plate. I'm over the plate. I'm over the plate. Okay, stop. And this took us no more than four more tries for me to see what was going on. And
0: no less than four more.
1: Yeah, and it was it was four was the minimum to even figure it. It was about 8 to 12 shots until I finally keyed in on what was going on. And he was in comp mode his parallax on his scope was in the middle and he starts going at targets he's not adjusting his parallax anymore so what happened was I mean we push parallax parallax right it's in my presentations it's part of my site picture for fundamentals it's in your talk about your scope test how you show everybody parallax on what you do.
0: Okay, uh, we set you up on the scope tracking tool and I I put a piece of blue tape or black tape at the top of the ruler. It's not a ruler It's it's a grid down there that we had the Ted made for us. It's actually uh, scale. Pre- precise. It's made on it's, a, a Name the program CAD like solid It's on CAD. I mean, it, it's like yeah, it, it is precise. It's right. what they make blueprints it's, it's on. A, it's it's yeah. a
1: calibrated grid we use in mills and MOA yeah. to test scopes.
0: And I put the guy, all I do is I tell him, bring it to me in 20X, bring it to me with your scope caps open, and what you think is a 100-yard parallax. And I put them on scope tool, find the top of the tape, and then I adjust the parallax out to me. And I'm 58 years old, so a lot of times my uh, their ocular doesn't line up with my... I say, whatever, but I adjust the parallax out. Then I put the student in there behind it and I say, do you see that your reticle is absolutely stuck to the top of the black tape when you raise your head up and down or your eye left and right, head, head or eye up and down, left, and right? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I turn on about a quarter turn of parallax and I say, what do you see now? It's jumping all over the place, they say. Okay, now reach up with your left hand, don't disturb the table, and resolve the parallax until it no longer moves. And then they uh, gross-tune it and fine-tune it. it. And I say, you just resolved your parallax. I'm going to be asking you to do that at every yard line, so that is you just resolved it. You can do that again, can you not? Yes, I can. Okay, and contrary to
1: corporate opinion... Focus and parallax are two different things. It's X and Y. It's X and Y. Contrary to corporate opinion. Thank you, Chris Way. Yes. Chris talked. We were talking to Chris today. Anyway, so now I'm looking at this, and the only change he's made is he's gone into comp mode and he's put his parallax in the middle. And he starts engaging multiple targets without adjusting parallax. Because we're in student data gathering mode. We're resolving everything. We're making sure we're rock solid. We're dry firing. We're doing all those things you're supposed to do.
0: Okay, hold on, Frank. Mm -hmm. But that should be okay. Because parallax is more crucial or critical in the closer yard lines than it is at the farther yard lines. Unless you're on your max magnification, maybe. But basically, he had the right idea but he was being failed. Right.
1: So I made a call at lunch and I'm like, Hey man, I made a text and I'm like, Hey dude, we're seeing this. This is what's going on. You know, yada, yada, yada. And he, and the answer I got back was I actually got a hold of Roberts and stuff. And, I, and the answer I got back was like, yeah, that either sounds broke or something's up or something's wrong. And I'm like, yeah, we can't quite figure it out. If we do a, It's right, which a is our method. If we do B comp method, it's wrong and he's shooting over the plate So now we went back we actually put his scope on our fixture and we started looking at it him and I so we're playing with parallax magnification and we're looking at the scope off the rifle on our 30 pound tool and I'm seeing it move and then we bring it back, we put it on the gun, and we go and we find a 600-yard plate, clean it up, and it's a long plate. It's, like a, a, it, it's pretty long. It's probably 18 inches long, maybe 16. And I got a water line on it, and I'm like, give me water line, and then do this, do that. Parallax here, 400. Parallax here, 800. Parallax here, 400. Parallax here. And I'm seeing a .5 shift. He's getting five tenths at 600 yards, moving his parallax and shooting. Okay. How do we fix this? So I, I, I send that information. Did you reset your parallax? I'm like, no, it's factory. Who really resets their parallax, but okay. I see the screws there. Let me look at it. So I roll the parallax to the stop. I'm rolling the parallax. And what I got is the infinity mark. I'm about three-eighths of an inch beyond infinity to where parallax stops the knob. And I said to Andre, I'm like, all right, dude. I said, safest bet for us right now to try. Is to just simply put the infinity mark at the stop. Because to me, I can fix that back if I fucked it up. Because I don't know how to fix parallax. I'm in the field on a range.
0: Well, you know how to resolve. Parallax. I know how to resolve it, but I don't know how we to, to. We s- didn't even know the turret could be fixed as a matter of.
1: Right. Fact. I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, I've never changed one of my parallax. Who's ever slipped their parallax turret? Right, I've never have. Yeah. Um, well, now we know we can on that model scope. Right. So anyway, I slip it to infinity, and we do this: shoot this, shoot that, shoot okay. this. Okay. What,
0: first, what's the definition of infinity? Infinity. Right. Okay. We all get we all get it. Like as far as you can see, or as far as we need this problem to resolve, or whatever. Infinity. Infinity. Right? Yeah. Okay. And infinity so in my in, mind. There shouldn't be a movement
1: beyond. Infinity. Right, and I went three-eighths of an inch, easily. You know, I might even call it a half, but I'll call it three-eighths to be kind. Um, and I moved it back. And now when we tested everything, his movement was inside the plate within two-tenths, which I'll call his group size.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't resolve
1: I can't you. resolve it. And he went through... Three or four comps, and saw this problem.
0: And he's a better shooter than he scored, actually.
1: Yes, exactly. That's the he. He was he came to us because he had gone to comps, and he's not landing where he believes he should. And He got fixed. He got he fixed. got a
0: mechanical fix instead of uh, much of a fundamental fix. Yeah, he wasn't a fun- but he still got a mecha- he still got fixed. Yeah, we fix- listen. We solve problems, man. If we if we it, it's either mechanical or it's physical. Physical being fundamental. And if we can't solve it fundamentally, we know we have a mechanical problem. Right. Always. Oh, let's talk about the bagar. Mm-hmm. I thought the guy was fucking with me.
1: He should have been a better shooter than what we thought. And we had, a, we had an optic go down. Yeah. And we tall targeted everybody, and they went their 10 mils, and they did this whole thing. But again... We had the not returning to zero. Okay. Maybe we need to move a ring. Did a little bit adjustment. Nope. But then we're out. We go out to like right around 600, seven to eight, nine, right in there. And this guy's, to me, it looked like, think about a sort of 12 inch five shot group at 600 yards with a six-inch plate in the middle of it. So the group is actually like 12 inches, but you got a six-inch plate in the middle. It went over two. It went over eight. It went over four. It went over 11. It went and hit. It went over two. It went over
0: nine. It hit. It wasn't doing the same thing. It
1: was never doing the same thing twice. And I'm like, man, this guy's fucking with me to test me. And there's a reason I'd say that, but I'm not going to mention it. But I think he's being tricky with me. Like, can you fix this?" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't know what you're doing.
0: But he wasn't, much, he wasn't a smart ass.
1: No, he wasn't being a smart ass. Yeah.
0: I mean you would, I get where you would feel that, but he wasn't a smart ass.
1: And come to find out his scope fucking shit to bed. We put him on the reticle. Hit, 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 hit. Dude, we're going to zero you. Got you zeroed. Set your turrets. Lock it. Leave it. Just use the reticle for the rest of the class. You
0: wouldn't track in the middle. It tracked at 10 mils, but it wouldn't track in the middle.
1: Yep. It wouldn't track in the small side. It tracked at the big side. Yeah. And it was all over the place. Like the fucking erector was bouncing. And it drove me nuts trying to spot for it because John... We're shooting in soybean and corn with a ton of grass and green veg all around these targets. So I could see the trace left to right, high or low, but like when it's coming in at that last six feet, it gets scattered in that green. It drove me nuts. I mean, I'm, I'm like, man, my eyes are not that bad no more. And I was crazy with it. But... We figured out that the scope was like bouncing in there and jumping them all around, but close range it was less noticeable. And we had to turn him on to the reticle. Luckily he was he was good. I mean, we he had played along. We no, he did. We we scrutinized him so harshly. That he was flawless by the end, and well, I caught he, him flinching a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he did flinch, um, and we saw a lot. We get a lot of flinchers lately. There's been a couple.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but he hammered it. I mean, we had one of the best Sunday morning 600 yard cold bores on what would be considered a KYL or TYL, whatever generation you are rack down to easily, you know, three four inch plate. And I would say 90% of the class cleaned Clean. the entire rack yeah, all the way down.
0: It was pretty impressive. It was
1: insanely impressive. I mean, I
0: wasn't seeing the hits. I was seeing the student, but it was pretty damn impressive. Yeah. We had some lesser-than-confident people come aboard, uh, like the accountant. Mm-hmm, the accountant. Jim. Um, and and we changed names, Frank. You know, we do, when we find... Something that fits a person. Killer, like, deals. Like killer deal. Killer deal. Killer deal. He's talking about his killer deal. He's now changed his handle on the hide to killer deal. So go out and friend killer deal, and you'll figure out who he is. You mm-hmm. know, killer deal. Uh, 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 anyway, Jim, the accountant. Uh, he's no, he, he has an accounting degree, but he doesn't work <laughs> as an accountant. I don't understand an accounting degree that doesn't work as an accountant. But anyway, yeah, he was just overly sharp guy who had no confidence in his long-range abilities. Well, even on day three, he was still questioning himself. He was still a little bit apprehensive. He was nervous. But he was hitting everything because he had good equipment, and he really wasn't doing much wrong. It was just It was his nerves. It was his approach. Nerves, was his approach. Mm-hmm. Like, like, when he came to the rifle, he always questioned himself. I don't think I can do this. What do, what's my next step? Oh, my. You know, you could just see the puzzled... Thing. but once he started pressing he was, he was pressing. fine yeah he was pressing and and, and 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 he did fine my advice to him
1: before he got in his car and left was practice manual of arms know the controls on your gun because to me he was
0: unsure on manipulation what I told him was as soon as I as soon as I am out of your eyesight you're gonna go back to your fucked up ways yeah that's right <laughs> And I was we we did it. And jokingly, he was a great great guy. We like him. He said, I hope so. I hope not. But you know, I said, come on, man. You know, I want you to just think it through and have the confidence that we gave you. That's all. Just just do it all in confidence. But
1: it it, all he needs to do is learn the rifle. Learn to manipulate it, even with your eyes closed. Yeah. Dude, close your eyes and run your gun. Justin was good. Justin Justin was outstanding. We had a farrier in the
0: Dan was good. Dan's good. Dan's Dan. Maintained. I had to slow Dan down. Yes. Because what he wants to do is run it faster, run it faster, run it faster, and and I get that, but prone long range, let's just slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just slow it down a little bit, tone it down. But Dan's a great shot. Um, who else do we have? We oh those dude coaches. Jarvis, Jarvis. Oh my and, God, and, and Jarvis buddy, had a gas gun and like his a, buddy. And his buddy, uh, be, uh,
1: Derek. Derek, yeah, Derek and Jar- Jarvis. Jarvis. Well, I came to the class with a gasser. Proof barrel on it, you know, Lego gun, 6.5 Creed. And anytime you see that show up, country boy, Jarvis was big, corn-fed country boy. And you're like, oh, boy, what is going to happen he, he's here? A lineman. He's a lineman, yep. yes. Um, what, what is this going to be? Because this can go horribly wrong really quick with somebody with a gas gun. He danced with that gun he he you know what you could not tell his groups his shots
0: i couldn't shoot it any better no
1: nobody nobody was going to shoot it any better than him um this guy came to the to the course just dancing with that gasser impressive as a word um and i will say this straight up we had AIs in the class, we had custom guns in the class, impact actions, Curtis action, uh, you name it, whatever. You could not tell the difference in groups, impacts, or anything between one of those you know, $4,000 bolt actions and Jarvis, I don't know what his gun was. He built it, his Lego gun. Wh- whatever Lego AR he was shooting... And he never gave a name brand of anything to me. DPMS was it? DPMS so I lower. Asked, I asked. Well, it, it was a it was a Frankenstein.
0: But I think his lower was DPMS. DMS. But I don't know how much work he put into it or who who the upper was. But he I asked. He built what's it. A he stepped on that and he said DPMS.
1: There you go. Okay. So it's and let thing. me tell you what kept tenth of a mill place with every bolt gun we had on that line you could not tell that guy any different. And it was impressive as all hell to see somebody run and dance with a gas gun like that. And that's how it should be. You have the fundamentals, you do the thing right, you, you learn it. Today our barrels, our upper receivers, our lockup, those heat sinks that hold everything better, the handguard systems, all that we're using is so much better today that you should not see a difference between your bolt gun and your gas gun anymore. I mean, I've mentioned this a bunch of times. I don't see a difference in mine, but I have a lot of history, a lot of time behind them. But when you see a guy like Jarvis come in and doing that same thing off the street with no training, impressive, dude. Marty. Marty. Marty, Marty a big old heavy
0: gap. He uh, had a Gap million. Gladius. Dude,
1: George, what the fuck are you doing, dude? He had a Gladius action on some Frankenstein thing you put together. That's not a Gladius, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. No, dude, I mean, it's a Gladius on the I'm side.
0: Saying, I saw a Gap. I saw yeah,
1: a it was Gap on one side, Gladius on the other. And it was not a Gladius. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Why does that say Gladius? Why
0: wasn't it a Gladius? Oh, because it's it, The
1: barrel was wrong. The stock was wrong. All it did was say Gladius hmm. on the action. The barrel's supposed to be 18-inch with a fucking Surefire suppressor or a brake, whatever you do. It's supposed to have that manner. Frank,
0: you can only mark the receiver Gladius. I mean, well, all right, so but Jarvis had a DPMS gun, but it wasn't a DPMS gun. Well, he had a Gap. Gap sold him a Gladius
1: that wasn't a Gladius. And all I have to say is we went through patent shit to patent the Gladius. And if you're gonna fucking patent my fucking name... You're gonna fucking put my rifle out. It was like, what the fuck? That's not a gladius. Hey, sorry
0: I mentioned it, man. No, no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, we cleaned Marty up. He was yeah, a big Marty was. Too. Marty's just Marty old with bad boy habits. Too. Yeah, Frank wanted to pull out his dollar bill at the. At I the was, final dude. You
1: know what? It, if you didn't say anything, my dollar was coming out for my and I, I didn't couldn't let you do that any-
0: because I, I, I couldn't let you do that. This time I couldn't let you do it. If it were a younger guy, um, I don't know. I, I, I,
1: I mean, He was a great shot. The gun shot, fantastic. Six Creed, the whole thing. Yeah. And, and we put him on a bench and he did better. But Marty's in his 70s. Yeah. 68, 70s, yeah, somewhere whatever. in there.
0: Every, but he aced it. He yeah. aced it. Ain't he aced it. it. I um, just pat it, him on the shoulder. I said, dude, press break free. Yeah. Just yeah. press break free.
1: His groups were great all weekend. He just flicked the trigger. That was really all it came down
0: to. He was yeah. a trigger tapper. Jim. Uh, your Big buddy. buddy, Jim. Uh, so Big Jim. Uh, With an off the shelf. Yeah, off the uh, shelf. Magpul, awesome.
1: Off the shelf 700. No break. No threaded. No nothing. 308. In a Magpul stock. Magpul Bipod. We took that right. Magpul off. Bipod, which we took off. um, And we had Jim hammering. Jim took instruction. Great. Uh, story goes back. So Jim, Jim's. It, it, it is is friends, in out of Chicago, not a shooter, not a thing. He does some stuff. Hey, why don't you come down to the class? He was invited down, and intimidated. He don't. I don't know him. It's through acquaintances. Mark doesn't know him. He's intimidated by Mark and Frank a little bit. Very nervous to be there. But by day three, it was fine. Dude, he he took instruction well. He hit well. I mean, even I mean, he was shooting a three oh eight with one forty sevens, and That's he a nailed guy. it. That's a now he guy. did have a box of Superformance one sixty five Hornaday Superformance. We had him bring to the long range, and that gave him the consistency we needed. There was a couple times he struggled six to eight with those one forty sevens, but honestly, when um, we brought him to the nine to the thousand, dude. He hit second, third round, whatever it was. We didn't chase it, uh, but the 165 SSTs he brought. I mean, he he was that guy that knew nothing. You guys ever know every people like that? They buy all the wrong stuff. You know, surplus one. You know, 308, a uh, uh, 700, no break, no nothing, no no threading you know, puts it in the, the Magpul stock was a better upgrade, but still he was a bigger guy as well. But so he needed more adjustability than that particular Magpul Hunter stock gave him. Uh, A pro would have been better. Like I don't have a problem with Magpul stocks, uh, straight up in their context, given the right person, they work, especially the pro. The pro has a ton of adjustability. The hunters you you have to know what you're doing to put it together.
0: You know what the only problem I have with the Magpul Pro is? It's too deep at the fore end. Yes. Where you would attach the bipod. So you're never gonna achieve uh, the barrel is very the barrel high. Inside the triangle in the triangle. Stability. Yes. The barrel you're is not gonna do that.
1: Very high to the yep, bottom of the yep, stock. Yep. That's and, the only
0: problem I have with it. Otherwise I don't care.
1: Yeah. But the 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 the, the grip in stock, uh, you know, length of pull and all that, and cheek adjustability on it is insanely outstanding. It, but but like Mark says, you end up with a very deep fore end, which makes the bipod. But that can that can also not be a bad thing with the shorter guys, the guys with the shorter bipods, and you know who should well, probably that adds them two inches.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. But but it's still they're they're yes, hanging they're, outside the triangle. They're outside the
1: triangle yeah. stability, or teetering on top rather, I should say and and so that's that's a thing. But no, I mean we we had such a great class with such great shooters but at the same time gave us that ability to fix a problem I never fixed before with the parallax like that. I mean I did it on the range, not on a collimator. And and you know that kind of thing. And to see these guys go from Day nothing to hammering. I mean, Jim's family like surprised them with confetti and there welcome was,
0: home. Welcome home. Welcome Rory home here, her, you yeah.
1: know. And, yeah. and and that's fantastic. You know, that's great. But
0: he must have told him he was nervous going and what they knew. They knew, and, yeah. And absolutely. they found out he did a good job. So basically they, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it.
1: And and you know what? You made somebody happy. And that's the whole thing. I mean, this is sports entertainment. You don't want to send people home insulting them. You don't want to. You do this, and and you just can't take it personally when equipment Speak, breaks. All right. Speaking of that,
0: remember when the guy said, "Taylor, I thought you would be harder." Yes. Okay, but I I'm not hard. Everything is delivered with the proper context, with the proper. That was Justin. Attitude. He thought yeah, you yeah, would yeah, be yeah. hammering on he him. He goes, "Yeah, but but well, he didn't have much to hammer." No, on, he but. was a good shot. Yeah, but but basically, look, man, I'm not. It's not sold as Taylor's an asshole. It's just it's just sold as Taylor's not gonna let you get away with it. And he's gonna harp on you and harp Dude, on it. Dude, you I mean, like Marty, it you took build me two this, and a half days.
1: You called this hammer forge fundamental. Yeah, yeah. A fucking hammer and a forge. What do you
0: think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not beating anybody over the head, actually. And and we're not gonna disrespect anybody. But what my point being this: there's guys out there that are intimidated. Because I get emails, Frank, I get tons of emails. If we have 150, 200 students a year, I get 600 emails from guys going, is this for me? I'm a beginning shooter. Um, I don't have much experience. You know, I'm a little intimidated. Don't be.
1: No. Because this is made for Jim, you. Jim,
0: that was Jim. Yeah. The and other Jim guys, went away thrilled. Yeah. The other guys are coming in at intermediate levels, maybe higher levels. But everybody learns, and we all have a fantastic time. And you know what? Nobody, the guy's right next to you. The guy who's really good, let's take an Andre or a Dan or whatever, uh, Chris, I can name all nine of them, probably out of uh, 12 that we had, that were really good. If you line up next to one of these guys, you're not only learning from Frank and I, you're learning from him. Right. Because you're watching him the, shoot. Well, they
1: talk to each other.
0: Exactly. And, and so that's the beauty of it, is by the end of our classes, these if guys we're are not emailing looking, each other. No, right now i got an email thread in, uh, that I'm a part of that they're emailing each other already. Dude. Hey, guys, I loved you guys. You guys had a great time. I mean, uh, so that's what
1: really. If we're not looking at them, they're looking at each other. I heard several people on Sunday correcting each other. Yeah. Because we can't be everywhere. Because when we open up everything, we had three ranges running at the same time on Sunday. Yeah. Um, we can't be everywhere. I Heard them correcting each other. That's when things open up. That's when it becomes fun time put what we just taught you into practice Go to town Shoot every plate you see. Yeah, and they're coaching each other. That's what we're doing. We're answering. Why why did this happen? Oh, we found out and then we're saying, you know, if you see a problem, what might be the cause? Oh, it's either a B or C Well, right now, I know it's not A or C, so it must be B. And that's what they're doing with these guys. These guys are improving, man. And then, you know, we go out on Saturday night, Whiskey River, or that was Friday.
0: Yeah. Friday
1: night, Whiskey River, giant Iowa steaks.
0: 16 ounces of perfectly cooked, grilled. Seriously. Perfectly cooked. I mean, exquisite tasting beef. I don't. You know, I $29. live in Alaska. I, I, let me tell you I live in Alaska and I am a shopper of ribeyes. I eat ribeye every Friday night, either at Sweet 100 or one of my favorite places somewhere. And I am a shopper of ribeyes. And the beef in Iowa, I guess you could uh, include Nebraska. I'm yes. Sure you, yeah. Absolutely. Is unlike any other beef in the world. And I don't care how whether it's corn fed. Soybean fed. I, I don't care what they do. What kind of steroids they pump them with. I don't care. No. Because it's phenomenal. You know. Yeah.
1: And, and so we're in the whiskey river having a blast. Saturday night we tailgated and everybody was ordering stuff. Yeah, I we mean, ordered we were,
0: pizzas. We ordered like 20 pizzas. Mm. Well, individually everybody ordered their own pizza. Well, the guy, the pizza delivery guy we were hustling his ass. Dude. He, he was he, coming back every 10 minutes for 10 minutes. He nights.
1: came back Every time for a single person. Yeah. So a 12-person class, the dude showed up 12 times. And then we tried to ask him if he would take orders back. And he said no, which was his own fuck-up, because then he could have made one trip. Yeah. So everybody's calling individually to get food, and he's having to come. He didn't come with like three in the bag. He came yeah. with yeah. one in the bag, and he times. came 12 times. Yeah. Uh, but we were all hanging out. We're all learning from... Dude, you gave a reloading class.
0: Yeah. That
1: you blew their good. mind. That was
0: pretty good. I, you I blew did. I
1: their fucking mind. <laughs> that was pretty at good. At 10 o'clock on night, on Saturday, over fucking whiskey and pizza, you blew their
0: mind. Yeah. yeah. How to find their run out in, in their press.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, crazy shit. But that's the class. That's what we do, man. We build this thing. We're not looking to be... I, I, you know, it's not like we're like, we come in and we're untouchable. We're up on a cloud. Frank rolls up in a Porsche.
0: We had a couple guys who would have, would have approved of that, I think.
1: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, we did. But you know what I mean? I'm not coming in here as a prima donna. We're coming in here to serve you. We're coming in here to make sure you get what you asked for and that you're going away satisfied we're providing a service
0: and it's and all day service yeah and so. we take it
1: seriously i mean
0: i mean from from coffee breakfast all the way to dinner you know and you're not required i mean you know no so we had guys that didn't come but you're only going to miss shit yeah. I mean, you're only going to miss the, we, story we, made, we, the story we, we,
1: we story had the, we had the you know the two live crew that didn't want to come and hang out yeah. and they fucking missed out on your class yeah you know but whatever i mean that's their thing and not ours but it, it, this is the thing, man. We're, we're, we want to build community. We want to answer. In you know what? It, it, you've been more, more um, positive in this, in um, telling everybody, because you hooked Andre and Jim up, because they found out they're 25 minutes away from each other. Yeah. And so you're always talking about you're meeting people in class. You have like-minded souls that you didn't know a week ago. So they're only
0: 25 miles apart or whatever right. the case
1: Right Now you just found out two dedicated shooters who are interested, who are active and engaged, live 25 miles away from each other and didn't know it. Yeah, and you've been in the course together. So right. it's all,
0: you know, it's like memories. It, and that's just...
1: what we're doing, man. And, and, and you know, it, it's fun. It keeps us going. It makes us think it keeps us energized. I mean, we're solving problems, man. What is a, that's the greatest thing ever, but I don't know. I'm I'm digging it. All right. All right. We're done. We're
0: ready to go. What do we got? Dude, can I tell you something before we leave? Yeah.
1: This, this goes, just says to it, we drove 10 hours today. We drove 10 hours. We came back, took care of our kit, took a shower, Threw our stuff in the washing machine, put our rifles away, right? Then it was a little after eight, maybe, nine. Whatever. We went up the road, got a taco, super fast, two miles away, and said, we got to give them a podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they, they earned it, you know? They earned it.
1: Really. We didn't do this, this thing- podcast for the subscribers, we did this podcast for the students.
0: Yeah, they earned it, and that's why we mentioned most of you too by name. Because, it'd be, it'd be, it'd forgive us if we we left somebody out, but but uh, you earned it, is what we're saying. They we didn't. only left the tricky guys out but well. on purpose.
1: Um, anyway, it, it is not offensive. We just were out of respect. You know what? I mean? We don't want to say anything. If they don't want to be known, yeah, wanna you didn't want to be known, so we're not letting you be known. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we did. We gave this to this, and so here it is. It's quarter to ten, right now. I drove ten hours today,
0: and this is what we're doing. And we're talking to you. And we're talking to you. Hey, who gat- gathering data is a process, not an event. That's our new saying, and I'm sticking to it because you know what? It's playing out.
1: It's working.
0: It's pl- well, no, it's not working. It's just describing what is playing out. Is what it's doing. Yeah. Because, we, you know, we, we're having challenges. Like, like, we gather data and then we have challenges. Then we fix the challenges with the drop. The drop talk. The drop and talk it, fixes it. Yeah. Drop talk is actually Dude, pretty damn good.
1: Honestly, how many years have people ignored drop? And the drop data fucking is telling. Well, they read drop
0: off the side of a box. Yeah, like, but it's an in it, inches. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's not ac- it's not precise. It's not built on it's just, Anything. it's a suggestion of your drop, is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, come see our drop talk on it's, day two. It's important. Yeah. Guys, thanks for
1: listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper podcast. Um, I'm gonna ramp up in a little bit. I got one more little quick gig. I'm gonna be gone for a while. Once I get back after September. I'm going to revamp this thing. You're going to see it weekly. We're going to come back and hit you guys hard.
0: I'm going to relive it. Go what do you got? We're coming to Pennsylvania for two courses, a PR1, PR2 back-to-back. They're pretty damn full. You're not going to get in. If you're not on my alternates list right now, you're not getting in. Then we're going up to Ohio for a three-day, including a mover. That's pretty full, too. You can get on the alternates list, but you're probably not going to get in. Then we're coming back to Colorado. Colorado, we got space. We got space. Dude, we're building Colorado. Seven to nine. Uh, October. We're going to be here in Colorado. Let's make that... It's going to be our last class of the year, right? Yes. I mean, our last class. So let's make that like the the icing on the cake. We're shooting to a mile. No doubt about it. It's going to be cooler. It's October. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a great time. Come come see us for three uh, days. Fort
1: Morgan's... Get, dude, I got Fort Morgan in such a fucking great place right now. When we open up Fort Morgan... it's why we kind of back off off the road a little bit. When we open up Fort Morgan it is going to be game on this is going to become such a training event that's insane because like mark said you're going to be able to shoot to a mile in a three-day class right we're going to do the fundamentals we're going to work the wind we're going to i have control this is now me i have a hundred percent control of fort morgan and i got three sets of steel barricades ain't going anywhere I got four sets. I can do six sets of tank traps, right? But I got uh, three sets up there right now because I want to go in between or four sets, right? We got a three MOA target. I got a one MOA target we right over the top. I got rattlesnakes. <laughs>
0: no, green no, prairie a, ones. we didn't see rattlesnakes in a year.
1: No, we, I had well, bull snakes we just saw. Yeah. But um, you know what? I have 140 degrees of travel... the wind so you're going to shoot due south and then you're going to shoot uh northwest you know what i'm saying and we're going to rotate you around the axis i got target package like nobody's ever fucking seen okay i have negative precision rifle targets i have inverted gravity fed 1moa plate racks that are upside down for rifles you know what i mean crazy shit And we're wanting to make marksmen. And guess what's showing up on my range? Prairie dogs at 785. So I may let you throw out a prairie dog or two at 785. If you earn it. If you earn it. But anyway, um, we whacked ground squirrels for John. We killed four ground squirrels in Iowa for John. We did him a favor. Dude, we did him a great favor. So we are finishing up on Saturday. Ground squirrels started popping up. Hey students, have at it. It was fun. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. See you guys. See you guys in Ohio. See you guys, Pennsylvania. I'll Ohio. see you in Ohio. I'm a. i am I got a Guardian this weekend. Uh, Texas, I, a Bridal Iron. I'm going with CR2 to Bridal Iron. Um, first weekend, uh, one two September, something like that. Then the ninth, I'm in Alaska. Ten days float. And then back, and then we're Pennsylvania and Ohio. So if you want to get out of that shit, give it a try. But I'm all over the fuck. Fr- Dude, I don't have a free goddamn weekend until October.
0: You set your schedule.
1: Bro. I did. I fucked it up. But I, October, I'm hustling, man. I'm hustling. Talk to you guys soon. Cheers.